You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. On today's Boom Tracker, it's Amari Harvey and Malcolm Johnson Jr., two big time recruits that Auburn is trying to buy for. Uh, one of them actually is already committed, but. Uh, we're excited about Amari Harvey this week because he commits tomorrow. So when you're listening to this show on Friday, you'll be looking out for a commit, and we're going to tell you today what we think and who we think he's going to commit to. Uh, welcome to Boom Tracker, everybody. I'm Dallas Ham. I'm your host, and I'm joined alongside the other host of this show. You know him. You love him. Who doesn't love him? It's Justin Hostler. What's up, J-Ho? Hey, what's up, Dallas? Thank you. Love you guys. Love you too, Dallas. I appreciate that. Warm welcome. And uh, like you said, today, when you listen to the show, um, it is Commitment Day, and we've got a big one in store. Dallas, I think you're probably feeling pretty good about it. What's your, what are your initial thoughts on Amari Harvey? I think we got a lot to uh, be excited about. Uh, I, I've, I've talked to some of our guys on the network, uh, and I've talked to some outside sources, and uh, – I think that we've got a really good shot tomorrow and uh and we'll kinda we'll talk about it a little bit more here in a few minutes, but um I, I feel really good about tomorrow and when this show drops I think you know, I think people in the Auburn family are gonna feel really good tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I, I think that uh I think that there's some excitement still going around even through this COVID a battle that we're facing and and boy has it been a battle i know that uh you know i know several people that have gotten it and uh, i know you probably do as well and it's been a long time since we've been able to record this show i've i've had some personal you know matters to attend to uh and and it's kind of consumed me a little bit over the past few months so we've been really spaced out on this show so i'm just i'm glad that we're able to pick back up where we left off yeah, you've had you've had a lot going on, and uh, I mean, everyone has. It's been so wild with all of this, but um, I mean, on a positive side, though, I think that you know, from a recruiting aspect, I think even despite all the COVID madness and how difficult it is to kind of, I guess, you know, have kids on campus and stuff like that, it looks like we've got some positive momentum and. Um, it looks like we've still been able to recruit at a pretty high level. And, um, you know, so that's good to see. And I know that's not the case for everybody and especially not uh, Pac-12 or Big Ten schools. They're, uh, you know, COVID has, has hit them pretty pretty hard. And I think that, you know, something we should definitely talk about, maybe not today, but um, at some point, definitely the impact that it's going to have with, you know, two of the major Power Five conferences not being able to play, 
you know, how that affects their roster numbers and, you know, just recruiting in general. So, yeah, it's good to get picked back up. And, uh, you know, I think we've got quite a bit in store today. So what do you want to start us off with? Yeah, we're we're back. We're absolutely back. I, I had to run off and get married and uh, it's did. not easy to it's not easy to plan a wedding and have a wedding during a global pandemic. Let me tell you that. And, uh, no, but you, you know, did you're about to. Yeah. You, yeah. I did it with your, with your help. I did it. You did a beautiful uh, job. And uh, you're about to have a little boy. And I know that's not easy to worry about right now either with, with, you know, hoping everybody stays well, but we're back and uh, we're, we're ready to kick this show back off and get it on the ground running. Um, but yeah, let's let's start off uh, with with the initial thing that we had first started talking about, and that's the Amari Harvey commit that's coming tomorrow. And and again, we've said it already. This show will drop on the day that he commits on Friday. And uh, you know, there's been you know predictions. There's been speculations of what he's going to do. I think Auburn has been trending very upward in this situation, and we've we've talked to people. Um, who, you know, follow this sort of thing and, and, you know, we follow it and others have followed it. And, uh, you know, inside our own network, we, we talked to the network guys and kind of got their perspective on this and, uh, talked to Peter Green. We talked to Austin Scott and we talked to Kyle Loomis and AJ Richardson. Um, and every, everybody on the network has a positive outlook on this kid and they've all got their crystal ball going to Auburn uh, for Amari Harvey tomorrow. Um, he's a four-star safety, the number eight safety in the country in the class of 2021 from Florida State University School in uh, the state of Florida. Um, and the big three are Auburn, Florida State, and Texas A&M. Um, talk to some outside sources. Um, Hunter Odom, who is a very close friend of mine, he uh, has been following this uh, kid for quite some time now and uh, talked to him a little bit earlier today to get his final viewpoint on Harvey. And he is very, very confident in what he knows. And uh, we feel good about him coming to Auburn. And I'm right there with him. I've got, I've got Amari committing to Auburn tomorrow. And uh, I, I feel good about that. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Justin? Uh, what's your final crystal ball for Amari Harvey tomorrow? My platinum egg, you mean? Platinum yeah. egg. My platinum egg yeah. is is Auburn right now. It looks like pretty much all the experts are also. Steve Wilfong at twenty four seven has him at um, a nine on his confidence scale coming to Auburn tomorrow. So I'm uh, I'm fairly certain that Amari is going to join the class tomorrow and. It's nice because we get another safety. We've got three defensive backs. And then with another guy that we're going to talk about, Kool-Aid McKinstry, I think it's going to be a, this could be the top defensive back class that we've signed. I mean, ever, I don't know. Like this could be a really good, really, really good defensive back class. So um, I'm excited for the way it's shaping out. Obviously we had a really slow start to the summer, but um, things are picking up. And I think that Amari, um, I, I mean, we'll talk, I guess we'll talk a little bit about his play. Like he's a smaller guy. Uh, was he 5'10", 5'10 and a half, 170. So he doesn't have like that big where he's going to roll up at linebacker and, and, and play 
a little more downhill. He's definitely an athlete. Like he can make plays. He's very uh, shifty. Like he's a guy I could see getting an interception and, and being able to make some some guys miss some tackles. And um, he's just a really good athlete. He's he's a ball hawk. Like he goes up and gets the ball. So yeah, tomorrow I think when you guys wake up and listen to the show, and then later on in the day, definitely look forward to um, Amari Harvey joining the class. He's I mean, like I said, he's gonna be a really good playmaker. Um, I, I think I think he's also a track guy, right? Am I right? Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A lot of these guys. He, he's a track guy. Yeah. I, I was thinking of uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr., who is definitely a track guy. Uh, we're also going to talk about him, but um, no, Amari um, Amari is uh, also a long jump guy, and you got to have speed down the runway to be a good long jumper. So. He's a really good athlete. Like I said, he can make plays. He's shifty. Um, yeah. And, you know, we you know, we do this for fun. You know, we follow recruiting for fun and we, we uh we do this show because we love Auburn and we love the recruiting aspect of, of all the sports. Um and, and you know, shout out to a counterpart, uh not our network, but a, a fantastic show that, that has really came on the scene, the J-Boy show, uh, Jake Crane and, and his guys over there. They've done a fantastic job of really covering the bases of, of his recruitment. And, they, and they're really high on this kid. And, you know, we, I, you know, I trust them 100%. They do a lot of good work over there. Um, Eli Gravitt is, is a, a buddy of mine that is over there on that network and, and, uh, he does great work getting interviews with those guys, and and when what they do over there is fantastic. And you know we we uh we try over here on Boom Tracker to give sort of a breakdown of of their game and and what they do and and what's good about them when they commit. And sometimes we try to get ahead of the of the field, you know, a little bit and uh, talk about some guys who haven't committed yet. But but this kid, they're really high on him, and and they I think they feel as if you know the same way we feel as that he is 100%, you know, uh, coming to Auburn, and, and they feel good about it like we feel good about it. So um, shout out to those guys and the work they've been doing over there. They've been really fun to listen to and, and to gain their perspective on a lot of these kids that, that we'll talk about too. And um, But I, I'm super excited uh, to see what happens tomorrow, and I hope that yeah, and, and like in a lot of other ways, I hope that we don't end up heartbroken over this like some of the other ones. But uh, I, I feel really good about Mari Harvey and, and what he brings to the table. In a lot of ways, he reminds me and his game reminds me of a Javaris Davis type uh, secondary player, the way that he is able to pursue the ball and, and, and to defend uh, the ball. And, um and so that's exciting to me because Javaris was a really, really good secondary player for us the past few seasons. And uh, the the way that that style is brought to the table, um, you know, it really does add a layer of, of good, solid depth to our secondary. And, and, and in another way, not only does he remind me of Javaris Davis, he reminds me of sort of a smaller Smoke Monday in a way, uh, body type and everything like that. It it not as big as smoke, but a, a smaller smoke Monday. I, I think you know is kind of where I see him uh, in terms of his his growth and development, and and hopefully we'll see him really if he commits and comes to Auburn. Hopefully we'll get to see him grow and develop into a really 
really good football player, which he already is that, but uh, there's always room for growth. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited about tomorrow and I know you are too. Yeah. I think it's uh, pretty much a, a lock at this point. I'm, I'm about a hundred percent on us locking it in tomorrow. Um, who do you want to get to next? You want to talk about uh, your boy Kool-Aid? You want to talk about, who do you want to talk about? Let's go ahead and talk about uh, the big news from this past week, the reclassification of Malcolm Johnson Jr. I think that was a really big thing uh, for Auburn uh, this past week. And, you know, we weren't able to talk about it last week because, you know, things were happening. But um, now that we're here, we let's go ahead and talk about that. And, and because that was, you know, with everything going on, it was a little, little bit of a surprise. You know, it was a good surprise that we really – we're very happy about, you know, with all the dark times that's been going on, you know, it was just real interesting to see this. Uh, and I know with, you know, him being a track guy, that's, that's right up your alley. So I know you were really thrilled with this. Oh yeah, I, I do. I love me some track guys. I love me some, uh, some speedsters, some guys that are able to, you know, get off, get off defenders and, and get, and get open and that's what Malcolm Johnson Jr. does. He's he's a stud. Um, I think he's got like 10-3, 100-meter speed. Um, here's the thing. Like, he's he's reclassified, so he's going to be playing. I think he's already on campus. It was I heard someone was talking about it, and they're like, yeah. So um, he commits on this day, and then three days later, he's – there he has foregone his senior year he's you know he's on campus he's playing i guess that's pretty crazy um you see it in basketball where the recruiting class kind of finishes form i guess like a little different at a different time in the season kind of doesn't it doesn't really run right into itself like it does with football but um here's the thing like him and schwartz i think that that that's going to be that's going to be huge i think that um I mean, Kobe Hudson, Xavier Capers, I've heard some really good things about them as well. But I, I think that Malcolm Johnson Jr. is – I think he's going to make a huge impact in the way that Chad Morris runs the offense. And, and he, he's just going to give Bo so many different options. Um, you know, it's nice to have one guy who's got world-class speed, but having both – having two guys on the, on the field at the same time, like that can be uh, – I don't know, that can be a huge, huge difference maker in – you know, like we said, it's, we don't have to wait. So he's he's pretty much on campus practicing right now. Sure, and I think that really what you said is absolutely correct and it brings up the point of speed, you know, having several guys on the field at one time that can give you an option of delusion, which a lot of people in the Auburn family, they hate that. You know, they hate the, the idea of any trickery or, or Gus trying to use his brain too much, but I mean, at the same time, whether you hate it or not, it gives you the option to never know who's going to touch the ball. It could be anybody. And like you say, when, you, when you're talking about any in terms of a jet sweep or a, sweep, a speed sweep, you know, we're talking Anthony Schwartz, Eli Stove, um, you know, Xavion Capers is, is fast himself. And uh, now you're adding Malcolm Johnson Jr. And, uh, you know, it just gives you, if you've got, several on the field at one time it gives you so many options of of where to go with the with the football and uh it's it's like that with the running back situation too you know back in the day you'd put Ronnie and Cadillac in the same backfield and 
you know, it, it gives you excitement to think that you could do that again this season with guys like Tank and DJ and uh, Harold Joyner and, you know, guys like that. And that's kind of what I'd like for us to get back to at some point is, is using multiple guys, you know, back there to give off the delusion of you just don't never know who's going to get the ball or where it's going because you've got so many weapons. And um, that's kind of the way that I would like to see Auburn football get back to uh, when you've got all that talent. But Malcolm Johnson, I mean, he really does bring an edge with him to the football program. He's got elite speed. He's good size receiver with a strong frame. And, um, you know, he runs a four six forty, which ain't too shabby. And, uh, Six foot one, 185 pounds. That's pretty good, pretty good size there for him. And him lined up with guys like Seth Williams is going to create a, a really nice threat out there. And uh, from from what I know and from what I've watched and, and from what I've read, you know, they say this guy's near about impossible to catch in a in an open field. Uh, and so that's good. And, and he's got some elusiveness and good ball skills. Uh, they say he's really effective on short routes and. From what I've seen out of practice this far, we're looking at some good short routes over the middle with Chad Morris, and, and I've been looking for that for a while now. Yeah, and you mentioned Eli Stove. Um, when, I, when I think of him, I, th- I think of, like, quick jet sweeps and, um, you know, stuff like that. And if you watch any film on Malcolm Johnson Jr., he they just get him the ball any way they can. They'll do a little pop pass. They'll do a jet sweep. Um, he's a guy that you just you just want to give him the ball and let him do his thing because once he has the ball and he's able to get to that second level, it's it's game over. He's he's just electric. He's lightning in a bottle. So um, yeah, big things, big things. And he's on campus. He'll be playing week one when we play. Who do we play week one? Week one, we've got Kentucky. Kentucky is Joey Gatewood playing or not? Well, they haven't. I don't think they've officially ruled whether he is or he isn't because I think they're still waiting on the eligibility thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I I was I, I've seen I've seen a little bit of I guess from like each side where he's going to get um, cleared, he's not going to get eligibility, whatever. But I think it'll be interesting to see him lining up. And and do you think that I think there was some argument. Do you think that if Joey Gatewood gets cleared, do you think he starts over Terry Wilson? I've been asked that several times, and I, I, I know I'm sure think... that you, yeah, you, you've asked me that several times, and I've had other people ask me that several times, and I, the answer has is still the same now as it, as I've said it ever, to everybody, and and I think the answer is no. I think Terry Wilson is the Kentucky Wildcat starting quarterback week one. I think he, oh. I think he's their starting quarterback, and until he either gets hurt or you know they feel like he's had a bad game and are ready to try Gatewood. I, I, and that's not a knock at Joey. I think Joey will be the starter there. I just think that Terry Wilson has done some good things for Kentucky and as a starting quarterback, if he's healthy, you know, but that's, that's the key right there is, is he going to be able to stay healthy because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, but I think when he's healthy, I think he's a sharp quarterback and I think he's a sharp kid. And so, um, no, I, I don't think so. That's that's the way I've always felt about it. I think Terry Wilson's their guy, and I would be surprised if if it was anything different. But I, I know a lot of other people think that Gatewood would be the guy. Yeah, I think that if I think that if you were cleared to play, I think that Joey Gatewood, Terry Wilson, be it healthy or not, I think Joey Gatewood 
is just a better player. I think he, I don't know. I think that Joey Joey was a five star quarterback for a reason. Like he's got a ton of talent. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that that Bo was a little better. I beat him out. So and obviously Jarrett Stidham was beating him out as a as a what twenty two year old. So um, I think Joey just it, his timing wasn't right here. But I still think I think that he's he's got big things ahead of him. So. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Anyway, we got a little sidetracked there. So we talked about, anyway, Malcolm Johnson Jr., Speedster. We talked a little bit about Amari Harvey. Who's next on your on your radar here, on your big board? I think we need to talk about uh, Kamal Hayden. Uh, really, a uh, jumped out at me when when he committed this week. Uh, really interesting guy uh, out of Independence Community College. Um, offers from West Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Nebraska, Washington State. Uh, schools like those. He's six foot two, one hundred and eighty-five pounds. Uh, he really and truly he. When you look at him out of pads, he really doesn't look really stout or anything like that. Um, and he's a three-star defensive back. And uh, not a whole lot of really coverage on the guy. Uh, not a whole lot of things to look at other than the tape. Um, and if you watch the tape, there are a few things that kind of stand out to me. Uh, and I know that other people have watched the tape, and there's things that have probably stood out to them. Um but I, I like the kid. I think he's going to bring a different dimension to our program. I'll let you kind of give your thoughts on him, and I'll, I'll say a little more later. No, I mean, he's uh, he didn't get a ton of attention. Like, there wasn't a lot of uh, buildup to his to – his, but I think that's just kind of how it is with most junior college players. Like, unless it's someone who's just totally uh, jumping out as, like, a immediate impact type of guy, like, I just think they kind of go under the radar for the most part. And – a lot of that is probably because of, you know, why they're at a community college in the first place is because there's a lot of variables that they've, I don't know, maybe not been able to handle, control as well. So um, I, I think he's like the number five, like I said, cornerback in the in the JUCO system. He's 
Got really good size, 6'2", 185. Like, he'll probably put on a little more weight, I know. Do you watch uh, Last Chance You? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. So, I, I'm just thinking, like, Last Chance You guys. Like, that's that's what I think of every time. I mean, I know I, I played a little bit, but um, that's just what I'm thinking of. Every time I think of a, a Juco guys, I think of guys, like, they're just struggling. Like, there's just so much that they've, they've got going on outside of football. They don't have the support system, all the – um tools available to them as the d1 guys do so um anyway he he seems like he seems like a really good kid he seems like he's got his head on his shoulders and he's um got good size he's you know once once you get a high highly rated up in the juco ranks like you've you've done something you've you've proven yourself to some extent so i think that i think he's got a lot to offer um definitely a great addition to the class like i said this defensive back class like it's it's really starting around out and obviously he's a he's a big part of that so um I, i'm excited for him i'm excited to see him you know possibly line up opposite of kool-aid in a couple years so you know that's that's my thoughts on kamal yeah I, I think that one of the biggest things is that he's excited about coming to auburn um you know there's always that level of you know their excitement and their eagerness to play and eagerness to get out there and he radiates that energy that he is really proud of his decision and and he radiates that energy that he's ready to come to Auburn and make an impact in the secondary for Kevin Steele's defense and that's what really excites me about him is that he is pumped up he is really excited about his decision and he should be Uh, I've said it a million times on this show to play at Auburn is really special and you know i know that's biased but at the same time i don't care i I really believe that and uh, anybody that decides they're going to come to play at auburn should be excited about that and trying to make a difference and trying to win a national championship um but there's a few things that stood out to me besides that about his play on the field um i really like him in man coverage justin I, i think he does a good job uh with man to man coverage and and another thing that I really think he does a good job on is the inside route um it looked to me like he he does well on getting ahead of the route it looks like he jumps really well um and that's big uh in my opinion because over the past several several years I've seen a lot of teams kind of resort to slant patterns on Auburn's defense if they get hot and uh specifically Georgia um and uh, I really think Auburn needs some some good inside guys that are able to cover an inside pass and uh, and cover inside route. And I believe Kamal does a good job on on inside routes and, and a good job in man coverage. And so those are a few things that stood out to me from watching the tape. And uh, again, like I, I said about Amari Harvey and, and, and even Malcolm Johnson Jr., they, there's always room to grow, and there's always room to get better. And when you come to Auburn and you play for Kevin Steele, then you're ultimately going to get better. Um, and that is what I'm looking forward to the most about some of these guys is the growth that they are going to undertake as they get more acclimated to the system that Kevin Steele likes to run um so excited about that commit and really was not really on my radar uh for the week but it was uh exciting nonetheless to see it yeah sometimes they just come out from nowhere and that you know they don't have to uh 
I don't know, like they catch me off guard sometimes and I and I feel like I I look at everything I can to try and like stay ahead of some stuff and sometimes they just come out of nowhere. And that's what we're here to do for you on Boom Tracker, folks, is break that down for you and kind of catch you up to speed and, and talk about what's going on. Um, so, Dallas, you were talking about Kevin Steele's defense, which I think is just a beautiful thing. And anytime I think about it, I'm, I love it. It's, uh, it makes me feel good. makes me sleep better at night. Um, I just I, I trust the guy. I think that the, the players trust him and, He's got a great mind, so he does a great job of putting people in the right place at the right time. Um, do you want to talk about now the counterpart on the other side, the other corner, Kool-Aid McKinstry? You know I've been itching to talk about to. Yeah, I would love to talk about Kool-Aid because me and you have talked and talked and talked and talked ourselves ragged about getting Kool-Aid's name on this show, and finally we've got the opportunity to do it. And uh, – Good Lord, man. I I am so pumped about this kid, uh, and he has not even made a decision yet. But I just – I don't care where he goes. I, I think the kid is great. He is. He's he's a crazy athlete. Like, he's he's actually really – have you watched any of his basketball stuff? Absolutely. He is a great basketball player. Yeah, he's, he's actually a really good basketball player, like better than I thought he would be, um, you know, because he's – so highly regarded in playing football, but um, he's total. I, I I actually have got his name here on on the show. I've talked about him, and um, like he could be the the best defensive back to ever to ever play at Auburn. Like he he would be the highest recruited defensive back um, since I I think since Mike McNeil like a, a while back. Um, so I think that you know Kool Aid's a guy who. He's just – he can take the defense to another level. And, and this, de- this defense doesn't have very many more levels to get to before they're just completely dominant. Um, but I think having one of – like a, a total – a blue chip guy in the defensive backfield, I think that's something that could like take us to that next level and, and put us over the top and, and to be not just a really, really great defense, but like an all-time defense. Absolutely. I You know – and we're talking about Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, five-star defensive back out of Pinson Valley, um, the the home of one Bo Nix, uh, Pinson, Alabama. He's five foot eleven, one hundred and seventy-two pounds. Runs a four point six seven forty time. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I just he could be a two-sport athlete at Auburn, and, and everybody knows that he can play basketball at Auburn and football. And, and would probably want to do that if he decides to come to the Plains. And um, I am all for that 100%. That would be fantastic. But uh, I think in, in terms of what you said, you're very accurate. Uh, he would be the highest rated secondary player that Auburn would have snagged uh, since Mike McNeil, who was very highly rated coming out of high school and, and played a, a big role on some of those Auburn teams um and uh so that would be very exciting for us in terms of of the secondary and and Auburn needs that you know Carlton Davis was a really big get for Auburn when Muschamp landed him and uh Jamel Dean when they snagged him away from Ohio State when he transferred out was really huge um and those two guys are now you know in the NFL playing for uh the Tampa Bay Bucks and that uh really 
was a testament to the way that Muschamp and Steele really developed those two guys. Um, but I think in continuing with that and having these guys come to Auburn, I think Kool-Aid would make such a big impact because Auburn has been longing for somebody to step in the secondary and actually make that big name. I know Carlton did and, and Jamel did, and, and they're doing well um, and doing well in the pros. Uh, but, we're, you know, when I think about the secondary, I'm thinking about who's going to be the next Carlos Rogers. You know, who's going to be the next Thorpe winner uh, right. at Auburn? And we haven't seen that uh, since Carlos. And, and that would be so exciting to have a big, big-time guy come to Auburn and stay big, you know, stay hot, stay ready. And uh, I think that if we are able to get Kool-Aid to recognize his potential at Auburn, then that could be really special. And we could possibly have another Thorpe winner uh, on our football team. Um, I mean, the guy is really good length. He's got good stature for a corner. Um, just really, really all-around solid kid um, and, and really knows what he can do. And, and uh, he has really good elite ball skills. Um and he, to be quite fair with those ball skills, you know, it's like everybody says, he could be, he could be an elite prospect as a receiver, not just as a corner. And uh, you never know what we could do with him in the long term. So uh, he really impresses everybody with his nature, the way he is, his competitiveness, and uh, and he he really uh, hones in his talent. And, and that's what you want from a kid that really wants to improve in all phases of his game. And uh, I think he could really be special for us if we're able to bring him home. And I know the guys over at uh, the J-Boy show, they're really high on him. And they've uh, got him at – they've all got him coming to Auburn. And they're about – they're sitting at 85% on that. And uh, I, I feel I feel good about him too, Justin. I feel good that he's, that he's going to make Auburn his home. Uh, that's just the way I see it. I don't know when he is going to the side, but I know it's between um, – several of the SEC schools like Alabama and LSU and Auburn. Uh, and so I'm just looking forward to, to seeing what he does and, and where he goes. But uh, I, I'm like them. I've got him going to Auburn, and, and I'm not I'm not 90% sure, but I'm, I'm less than 90% sure, but I'm still pretty sure. All right. Sounds good. Um, I definitely – I'm pretty high on him too. I think that he's, uh, you know, having Bruce Pearl and Gus Malzahn both being able to – recruit a guy like it's I think that's I think that's all that needs to be said so um I think we've done a good job with him so far how much of an impact do you think that Bo Nix having also played at Pinson Valley and his dad Pat Nix coaching him at Pinson Valley how much do you think that plays into it I think a good bit and and the reason why is because you've always got that little birdie in your ear um you know, there's always probably some sort of constant contact available. Um, you know, you've you've got you've got that relationship to where you know somebody that's playing at Auburn, and you know somebody who can give you help anytime you need it, or or get you involved with something if you want to be involved with it. And uh, and like I said, there's always that little constant birdie in your ear saying. Hey, this is what's going on. This is this is what you can look forward to, or you know, this is what we're doing here, and this is what we've got going, and it's going to be special, and we want you to be involved in it. 
And uh, I think it plays a huge impact. Um, I don't know about any of the other schools, if they've got any kind of, you know, liaison between the two like we do. Um, but I I feel as if it's really important that Bo Nix is at Auburn during this time um, and, and Kool-Aid is, is there waiting to come up. And, and I just feel like it's a good omen for us in terms of getting him to Auburn. And uh, I'm glad you asked that question. It's a really good question. I'd love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Uh, I mean, my thoughts are just that it, it can't be bad. It's got to be a good thing. Um, you know, even if they're just talking a couple times a week, I actually, I think I read somewhere, maybe I heard somewhere um, he was asked and he said that he and Bo talk on, talk on the phone or Bo calls him once every week or every other week. Um, if they're calling each other, they're probably texting each other all the time talking about, you know, just, just building camaraderie. Like it's, so I, I think it's a good thing. I think that it's uh, definitely bodes well for us. Yeah, I like what you said. It, it can't be bad. Uh, it can't yeah. be a bad thing at all. And uh, that pretty much really simply sums it up. And so uh, I think we got a lot to look forward to. But I, I think that's, you know, that's our show. Uh, you know, we had these several guys uh, to, to talk about. And there's a couple more uh, that we could ramble on about. Uh, several right, of the other guys that have committed. Before we go, quick yes or no. I'm going to ask you three guys. You're going to tell me, do you think they commit or do you not? Or do you think they commit somewhere else? You ready? Okay. Yep. And then you can play it back and ask me too. Um, Scooby Williams, Jeremiah Williams. I like Scooby, and I'm going to give you a yes. I think Auburn is really in good standing with Scooby. Okay. And Smell Mondin. Um, It's going to be close. Uh, going to be going to be close and I like I, I think I like him coming to Auburn a little bit more than who I think your third one is going to be is the third one who you think I'm going to ask Amarius Mims that would be who I think you're going to ask I've got I've got Amarius going to Georgia I do too um I'm in the air still on on Mondin and I feel good about Scooby Williams so um yeah, Dallas, that's it for our show today. It was so great to have you back on. It was just really missed your presence on, on the air. And, you know, it's just it's just always good hearing hearing from you. Oh, I, I, uh, like I told all the guys at the network, I, I apologize for being away for so long. You know, we had so much going on and, and a lot to be trying to get around the past few months. And it's been tough trying to podcast and do all that at the same time but luckily you know we we've got a great network and and you have really stood in the gap for me and i couldn't thank you enough and and uh for the people out there that didn't know justin was one of my groomsmen in my wedding and so he was a big help uh throughout everything whether it was podcasting or wedding stuff so uh i could not have done any of it without my brother well hey i appreciate that it was it was a blast it was a beautiful beautiful wedding you and Riley, just perfect for each other. Um, Dallas, I have a last question for you, though. Go right ahead. All right. Who wins the NL East? Oh, you would have to ask me that. Who do you, who do you think? <laughs> Not the Braves. Next question. Last, very, you're, very last You're question. so mean. I'm sorry. We're struggling. Um, well, well last, we're struggling, last, but. Very last question. Um, do you think the Trailblazers beat the Lakers? Uh, yes. 
Okay, again in the series total all all together. Yeah, I think I think they're going to take it. Dame is uh, Dame is hot, and so is CJ. So uh, is LeBron's Dame. going down. You you heard it here first. Okay, um, I asked that because the bubble is in Orlando and NBA playoffs, and um, the Orlando Magic took down Milwaukee the other day, and you know I just can't wait to see Chumo Kiki shooting a basketball again. So made me think of that. That's what that's where this all came out of. Well, we, we like to have a little fun on this show, as the people know, and uh, those were great questions. But, hey, who, I don't – I mean, if the Braves aren't going to win the NL East, then who is? Um, I mean, I could draw from a hat, really. Um, I don't know. It, it might get to that time of the year where uh, Natitude is, is back and, you know, it could be, could be Washington, could be, could be the Mets, DeGrom. You don't want to see him on any given day. Um, but – I think losing nine games at any point in the season kind of, kind of that's that's kind of it. Well, I I hate the Nationals and uh, them winning the World Series last year crushed my soul. So I'm hoping not to ever see that again. But uh, you just had to ask and get me all in my feels. But anyway, um, it was fun, and we will be back uh, to talk some more, uh, as you like to say, recruitment uh, and. Uh, we're we're gonna have some fun with this recruiting class coming up. Yes, we are. We're gonna have a good one. We always do. We do our best, and usually that's pretty good. All right, Dallas. Um, it was fun. We'll be back next time. Leave us a review. Ask us some questions. We'll get to the bottom of it. We'll put our investigator hats on and we'll figure it out for you guys. War Eagle, love you. War Eagle, guys. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?